0: Welcome to another Villarreal USA podcast. This is Alan, and I'm joined by Joseph, who is in Valencia. Yeah, um, he's been working um, as an intern with Villarreal for, what, six weeks, something like
1: that? I can't yeah, 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 um, pretty much about approximately six weeks now, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. so... Um, you've you've obviously um gotten used to um life in the Valencian community a little bit. You've you've had all had more rice dishes than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had I must have had my thirtieth one
1: in the last like two weeks today. It's not even a choice anymore. It's just a way of life.
0: That's right. That's right. You're gonna miss it when you get back to Miami. Yeah, yeah, that that's
1: to say the least. You know, I'll supplement it with Italian dishes or something. Cause I haven't had an Italian dish here and. In almost six weeks.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah well, you, you'll be able to, you'll be able to cook something up, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell us what, what it's been like working with the club and working and kind of stuff you've been doing and that kind of thing.
1: Oh, I mean, first of all, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. So, so cool in any capacity to be able to have like a position like this. I, first of all, I'm working with like about. I want to say five or six other interns as well, and they some of them will help me on projects. Some of them have their own thing to do, but the, you know they just do a really cool job of giving us each our own task in some way that um that helps the club. You know, for instance, like uh we have a couple of people that um that translate a lot of the articles from English to Spanish, or even from Valencian to Spanish, then to English. So um it, or you know vice versa. So it's really cool. Everyone has their own job. But, you know, there's another um co-worker of mine who he's you know he's korean so he handles like a lot of the korean based stuff for them so you know there's uses for everybody and it's really cool how they keep you really on task i mean in the last six weeks i've probably worked on three or four different you know pretty decent sized projects and they always keep me busy with a lot of things so any prior thought process i had to come in like oh you know i'll just kind of coast by or anything like that you know which i didn't want to i wanted to do as much as i can but you know they've really given me a lot to do and it's uh it's a lot of uh, they they really they really want to expand and I think it's really cool how, you know, the team not, not not being one of the biggest in La Liga but still has the ambition of Barcelona or Madrid to really, you know, plant themselves in any part of the world. You know, they have people in the marketing department that really see the the uptick of like the Asian market in the african market as well and you know they catch on to that so it's really cool to see a club that's you know not very huge but like they they know exactly what they're doing and what they want to do and they have a definitely a good plan for the future on how they want to expand themselves and get their name out there for other parts of the world that only care about barcelona and real madrid you know the two biggest teams obviously in the legal but still you know they have as much ambition as either of those teams to get out there and really show themselves and I, i think that's really cool to see
0: yeah, let's that's, let that's So, are, are the other interns are they um, are they Americans? or are they or are they arranged through Spanish universities or how to is it sort you of? No,
1: it's 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 really cool. I mean, I ask everybody, like, how do you how did you find this? And some of them found it through their university. Others um, through a friend of a friend that had told them there's like opportunities here, things like that. And you know, so I have uh, about one Korean coworker, one Dutch coworker, a couple English coworkers, and then uh one one that's properly from Valencia and I think she found it through her master's program. So, you know, she commutes every day to Villarreal. I don't, I don't exactly commute every day cause it's, you know, like you said, I, you know, it's quite a long ride on the train. It's almost like an hour and 15 hour and 20s. So i only go there about twice a week and then they have an office in Valencia that I work out of. But oh, I, it's, it's cool that so many people from other, other countries, you know, doing their thing. And, you know, um, one of my, one of my coworkers did a really nice article on Pau Torres, um, Got to go to his, you know, his signing when he uh, extended his contract, so that was really cool. Um, you know, everyone, like I said, everyone has their really own job and they keep to themselves. Or like sometimes we'll work together on certain things. Um, but it's, 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 like I said, it's pretty cool to see people from all over the world that they gather. And you know, there's a use for each and every person, and the club benefits from it as well. Obviously, you know, um, we want to work. I mean, we want to learn. A lot of these people have have a lot of ambition. A lot of the interns have a lot of ambition to grow and learn, and obviously hope maybe one day get a job football related and some others just want to work for like a good established company and get some good experience and there mm-hmm. benefits from it obviously as well, because, you know, I'll, you know, there's so much to do. I mean, I never, I couldn't even imagine how much there was to do before I got here, but like the amount of work that needs to be done, you know, writing articles, creating databases for certain things, for their bosses, obviously um, this a lot more than I ever thought, but I, you know, there's people, that still have a million and one things to do, even if you give them uh, already a million and one things. So there's always something to do. And I think that's really cool. Everyone has their own little job and things that they can do to help out in ways.
0: Right. So have you, have you gotten many chances to go to practice or see, see the team shaping up? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah actually I have. I've got a good cup. I mean, I want to
1: say three or four opportunities and like the, there's nothing like the first time going right there and standing right next to the edge. And I mean, you're like five feet from, Anyone you can name: Funes Mori, Moreno, uh, Baca, obviously, uh, Cazola, like all of them, and it's it's crazy, you know. You never hits the first time. You never get over it, you're like, how close you are to these people. Um, and they're just doing their thing. They don't care who's around them. They're bring as much intensity. I mean, I have to say, I mean, Ibor is giant. Ibor is a is a giant in person. Um, yep. and, and you know, yes, I mean, and he's, and he's really intense too. So that's really cool to see. I mean, he, he never lowers for a second. He, he brings the intensity all practice long. So now that's, it's been really cool to see each and every, each and every player's demeanor when I'm out there. A um, mm-hmm. couple of times I saw, uh, it was during the international break. So I didn't get to see a or to but then they came back and I got to see them one or two times. So it's been cool each and every time I'm out there to see, you know, how they train uh, the different trains each and every day. And, you know, um, that's definitely obviously been a highlight of it, of course.
0: Sure. So so do you uh, – is there a player that you are particularly feel uh, – you have a favorite player now or anybody that uh, has really impressed you particularly that you're like, oh, I didn't know what they – who they were, but now I do? You know, um, if I had to pick one
1: just based off the, the practices that I've seen, um, I'd probably have to say um, – yeah, see, now this is gonna be a tough one for me, but <laughs> putting you
0: on the spot. Yeah, you're,
1: you're really putting him on the spot. Yeah. I really love to see javi Moreno before he, uh unfortunately, before he got injured. Um,
0: uh, Albert Moreno. Yeah, I mean, he,
1: yeah, Albert Moreno. yeah sorry about that. He, he, I mean, in practice, I mean, he's quite, quite talented. I mean, this is somebody who was on the bench for so long at Liverpool, and really? um, you know, I mean, he comes in, it, it's you, he flows really well with the team. I mean, you saw it in some of the games, obviously, but mm-hmm. he, he does it just as well in practice. He's absolutely fantastic. And, I mean, the, the obvious ones, the ones that you can think of in the games that show up, Cazola, Ibor, I mean, they show up as well in practice. I think it's it's quite fair to say that the exact people that show up in games pretty much show up in practices. You know, and the ones that maybe don't always have so good games, you can say the same about in practice. I mean, there's ones who are very, very consistent and those are the ones who have been around a while. Those are the ones who produce quite often. You know, I think that's th- the difference in the level between, like, a really, really top players that are really well-known and the ones that are trying to make their names, the consistency. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you see that quite often in practice, I mean, you can see why. Like these, They never let up. They're always practicing well at a high level. And it's basically them at a high level and then the rest, you know, other players that want to be at that level and w- as well. So they're either playing up to that level with these players or you can see the difference in it. So, right. um you know, it's it's been really cool to see like a lot of the obviously the older, you know, the older players, first team players. I mean, they they practice very well all the time. And then, you know, um, yeah, I'd have to say it's Alberto. Moreno, I know that I'd say, you know, I mean, I knew he was great signing, but unfortunately, he's often injured now. But watching him practice has, has been has been very cool. Right. Um, I'd have to say. But I mean, I don't have a favorite. I don't want I don't want pick one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting. I mean, you make a good point that you know we we tend to talk about these. I guess as as you kind of do in any sport, you know, you sort of talk about players as players and you sort of forget that, you know, you have to think back to the fact that when you're getting in any, you're becoming a professional in whatever it is that you do. and And, you know, at age 22, you have a different sense of what that is than age 25 or age 28 or age 32 or beyond. It's not... It's not just the question, you know, the the tabloid writers would say, oh, well, you know, it's a question, you know, so and so goes to the nightclubs or whatnot. No, it's not, it's not necessarily about stuff like that. It's just about learning to be a professional, you know, learning to, you're essentially learning to, to be a full-time professional and everything that that entails. And so, yeah, that's, that's interesting that you note that that, it's really those, that a lot of it is getting to that high level and just being consistent and yeah
1: yeah definitely body to be able to see that every day is is definitely because you know you you see it in the games and you're like okay this player has a bad game this player is a good game but you don't see what goes into it every single day and like them giving it obviously them giving it their all and like i said if, if you just watch like a lot of the older players that have played in the league any league now around the world for 10 plus years i mean you can see exactly why they've hung around that long. You know, they're always consistent. They're making key passes. They have a different sense of how to play the game, you know, because, I mean, they're, they're older and they've been around the block. I mean, and then, you know, they're the ones trying to prove themselves and coming in and you can see the intensity that they're putting in because they, they really want to make it to that level, whether it be here in this team or to make a name for themselves out in the world. I mean, you can definitely see where it comes from in each and every player. So that's definitely been a treat to see how each and every player responds on the field. Um,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. And and um I know you got to see Giuseppe Rossi when he first when they when he first got um you know started practicing with the team. Have you gotten to see him since then or I I
1: only unfortunately only got to see him um that one time. I mean I go to Villarreal about twice a week and you know, sometimes it's on the days they practice, sometimes they change up their schedule and decide not to practice these days. Sometimes it's closed door practices right. as well. Right. Um so even I don't even I don't get that privilege sometimes. I mean they really keep it definitely under wraps, um you know, mm-hmm. as they should. Sure. And and so, you know, I got to see him the very first time, which I guess it would be a very unfair to say anything because the man hasn't practiced or played properly in almost a year or so. Right. So um, but you know, the team definitely has plans for them. As you know, they, they're keeping them around for a reason. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's cool to see that they still take care of their own. Um, you know, he wanted the opportunity quite clearly and, you know, they, they gave it to him and they're giving it to him currently. Um, and hopefully even if he, he fits into the team, I mean, they, they quite obviously have a plan of some sort, hoping that they can get him to some type of level and use him. And, you right. know, I mean, it was cool. It was definitely cool to see him. I mean, obviously I'm partly American. So it was definitely cool to see any type of American on the field. I mean, playing in Spain as I'm there right um you know I mean hopefully he fits in with the team
0: yeah hopefully so um and you so you've been working I know you've been working some with uh you see Thomas um who's um been a guest on on here before I don't know if if you've seen Lucy much because she's sort of been she's been in Puerto Rico for for an academy and and various things but it sounds like you're you're getting a lot of exposure to a lot of people there. That's,
1: that's oh, cool. definitely. I mean, that's that's what's so cool about um about this you know the team itself is how many people, especially young people. Um, I think as well. You know, I mean, think they, they, and they've always mentioned that they have a very young and thriving um management system and you know, working system and like it, it is very true. I mean, they my boss has to be maybe only within eight or nine years of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 23 and I'm at 23 years old. So, I mean, it's, it's very cool to see that. And his boss is probably only even like 10 years ahead of him. So it's a very young structure and they definitely, I think the ideas that they want to do and how they want to expand the team stem from that. Mm-hmm. um, is them being young and them really realizing a mar- how much it could be, how they can market themselves, how social media can hopefully help them, how emerging markets in other places around the world, not just the United States, but Europe, Asia, I mean, all these markets, I mean, they, they are beginning to love football or have loved football and just haven't had the exposure to our, you know, to La Liga, um, and they, they want to help with that. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely very cool to work with like a lot of young people and have their ideas thrown around and, what they want to do and what their ideas are to help help the team and how everyone is so focused on. Them. I mean, no one by any means takes it lightly what they do, even if it's maybe not as big as somebody else's job. I mean, they're all very serious, they're all very professional, and they all like, even in a, in their own little way, want to be able to help the team grow and really get themselves out there. And I mean, it's like as, as we mentioned, I mean, you may not be Barcelona, or Real Madrid, but I mean, all it takes is one one season, one anything um, to get yourself out there in the whole world that knows you again and loves you again. So it's talking about you. So, and they understand that as well.
0: Right. So, so you're, um, living in Valencia and commuting, as you said, a couple times a week up to Virial and working from, you know, on projects at home the rest of the time. So what has it been? What's, what's Valencia been like?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, Valencia's been absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, I didn't really, I kept my opinions or my ideas to myself before I got here. I mean, I come from a very beautiful place with beaches and year round um, 80 degree weather or 30 Celsius, if you want to call it that. Um, and I mean, to come here, it's really blowing me away how beautiful it is. I mean, um, I was going to the beach a lot. I mean, beaches here are beautiful. The people are, are very nice. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's been very, very, really had very many, you know, very sweet people to me. Um, have helped me out in many ways. Just, you know, if I want to take the Metro, if I want to take a bus somewhere anything like that people are very helpful. I mean, things here are very cheap as well compared to the rest of Europe. Uh, I mean, I would say even Italy can be a little bit more expensive than here. Definitely food wise, um, mm-hmm. London or England itself is absolutely expensive. France as well. So it's come to a place and be able to live here for a little bit and actually be able to afford it is, uh, it's quite a beautiful thing. And I think, you know, the, the buildings are obviously beautiful. It doesn't get the same, um, notoriety maybe as barcelona because i mean obviously barcelona is absolutely gorgeous and has a lot of really pretty architecture but like I, I would say here is just a very close second as anywhere in spain would be um it it's quite a beautiful place with a lot of nice architecture i mean there's a new part there's a new streets where everything is you know is very new very modern and then there's parts where it's very old if you like colonial you know most yeah. colonial style stuff or very old style stuff um so, you know, it's a little bit of everything for everybody, honestly, is what I would say. If you like the beach, it has that. If you like uh, shopping, it has that. I mean, if you, if you like old style architecture, it definitely has that as well. Any type of food you want as well. So, I mean, it's just it's such an international city, I think. I've met so many people from other other countries that come here, uh, Dutch, Germans. I mean, and they they really, really enjoy Spain, um, especially this place as well. It's very, very easy to fit in here. So many people speak so many languages. I've met almost, I would say, half of the people I've met speak English. Or you know some other language other than Spanish, so it's very cool to see um, that as well.
0: The, you know, almost the city being. And that's something that's happened, um, I think, in Valencia in the last 20, 30 years, because it, it used to be considered, I think, a very provincial city, but kept to itself. And and uh, it really has has changed, I think, through the through the years, from what I understand. I, I know when when my wife and I were there, we we loved it. I think she loved it more than Barcelona, actually. Yeah. I mean,
1: like I said, you, I, you can make a very, very good case for it being as good as Barcelona. And I think what, something I didn't mention that I love too much is the accessibility of the city as well. I mean, it, it's absolutely mad how I can go from one end to the other of, you know, I mean the the center part. I can go from one end of the center to the other and, and within 15, 20 minutes walking. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. You know, if I wanted to take a taxi, a taxi to anywhere of importance, even a little bit outside the city is no more than – 15 euros at the most um to anywhere of importance that you want to go it's the center whether it's my little neighborhood outside the center i mean it's it, it's crazy i mean you know for some people that's expensive and i understand but it's all relative so for me i mean i'm used to paying 25 for a taxi to just get to the airport so i mean it's uh exactly. like food is cheap as well and i mean the accessibility i can walk anywhere i want to so that that's very cool it's as pretty as Barcelona, it's way more accessible price wise. Um so many options. Bus, metro, tram. I mean it's biking. There's such a huge biking community here in the city of people that love to bike ride um everywhere. And you just rent them and then from little ports and then you take the bikes, ride into the next port closest to where you want to go, port them and you know, it's like a couple of euros, three, four, five euros, something like that. So it's really cool to see how everyone gets around and how yeah um, accessible everything is
0: sounds nice. were, were you in town for the uh, i guess they had the half marathon the other weekend were you around for that i i know robin stacy was originally going to go run in it and then he wasn't able to but um apparently that yeah. that's always a big deal <laughs> if they did i have no
1: knowledge of it at all okay. horrible to say Horrible. Was- there's so many events going on every day um all over the city and i just you know it's so hard to keep up with all of them but you know weird because i think i would have remembered them shutting down the streets but you know there's very many a day you know after work where i I don't go out or i don't do anything and maybe it was one of those days
0: yeah well and and uh and as we were talking about the the uh sometimes the advanced publicity is not always the same as what we get here in the states i think
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh so. It's definitely quite different. I, I hear about things through people, not exactly through anything else. I mean through even through television or newspapers. I mean you won't always hear of huge events. i heard of most huge events through other people Um, here talking about it. So yeah. it's, it's quite weird. I mean I'm used to being able to see everything pre-advertised weeks in advance or months in advance counting down the days. And it's not quite like that here. So it is no. definitely quite a
0: difference. Right. And so um, have – right after you arrived i guess was when the uh the plan for um the to play in miami was announced so i'm assuming that you got the little people asking you about miami as a result of that what it's like
1: yes 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 a lot of people you know um a lot of the other interns asking me i mean anyone here that finds out you're from miami it's like oh you're from miami so you know this must be nothing compared to it but i mean it's like I said, for everyone, it's relative. I mean, I yeah. do love the weather there. I love the beaches. Um, but, I, you know, obviously I would say the people here are very, very nice. And the, like I said, the accessibility of this city is very, very cool to see considering I have to drive 30 minutes anywhere I want to go or 20 or 30 oh, minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's very cool to see. I mean, so as far as the game is concerned, yeah, I mean, you know, um, just they did all their pre-planning on it, all their pre-knowledge on it. They chose Miami, obviously, for a reason, Um, you know. Miami um is is a good city for it I mean I think everyone recognizes its huge Latin American population so it's quite a smart move for La Liga in general I think mm-hmm. any team that wants to, to has any interest in playing in the United States I mean you don't want to put in Cincinnati I'm sure you could fill the season in Cincinnati sure but you know you want to go to the biggest Latin American market and see how it does there first and then obviously from there maybe maybe 10-15 years down the line you can try to like expand it to other cities or something so mm-hmm. I mean um they did their homework. A lot of people ask me about. it, I mean, how nice it is, the weather and things like that. I mean, it's yeah, it's year round. It's going to be 80. It's going to be nice. There, it's going to be traffic jams and things like that. But you know, hopefully, hopefully, um, I would obviously would love to see a game in Miami. It would be such an honor, especially this team, um, right. to get to see them for any team. So I hope. I mean, you know, I hope for whatever's best to, to happen. Definitely. Yeah,
0: see what happens. They. Um they announced the um the time they've they announced the um league's the schedule for that round of games and they do have it showing up at four p m miami time well it, well mm-hmm. showing up at ten o'clock at night spanish time but um <laughs> but you know if, if obviously that is the time that Vireal and atleti wanted was the four p m on the friday so I guess if it turns out that the match for whatever reason is they decide not to go ahead with it in Miami. They can always change the time in Spain to slightly earlier. But as you say, a lot of times the games don't start till eight or nine o'clock at night there anyway. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, I think it all depends on how many, what they plan to sell, things like that. But four o'clock is a fairly good time in Miami. Um, you know, I mean, during the dam, I and you obviously couldn't have put it much later than that. That's about as prime time you can get it if you still want people in Spain to watch. So mm-hmm. I understand. Um, but it's in a good time slot. And- like I said, whatever happens, I, I hope it's for the best of both teams, and for the league, and everybody, you know, it would be really awesome to see a match in Miami, and more than anything, I hope that people come out and show their interest, definitely, if it happens, because I know so many people that would love to see any type of game, and I hope that people don't just say, oh, because it's not Barcelona or Real Madrid, you know, I don't feel like going, but you know, it's so <laughs> cool, I mean, it could be one of the only games you ever see in, you know, on United States soil in so yeah. many years, because you really just don't know how things play out, and how negotiations like this go, so, you know, I hope I hope people really pack the stands and show their support.
0: I hope. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the, the, um, the team. Um, Cause you, you've gotten to see a couple of matches and you can tell us your thoughts on, on the first team right now. So we'll take a break and be right back. Okay. So, you I know you got to you got to see the Bill Bow match. I don't know what other ones because of all the times and and we've played a lot of away matches since you've been there. But um Yes. <laughs> uh, gosh,
1: yes. yes. Very very unlucky on my part. But you know, I mean, here's what it is. I mean, they had a good run of form, I mean, uh pretty much before I got here and right after I got here. I mean, unfortunately the last couple of weeks have been tough, but I mean I, I was you know I hate to be that guy, but I was calling it. I mean, a lot of my my friends, I got tickets to the game. were really excited. Oh, it's gonna be Bill Bow. I said, I guarantee you're sending in a zero-zero draw or or a one-one draw. I mean, that's you know, f- hopefully we get lucky two-one or something like that. But you know, I saw that Bill Bow was giving up nine goals total on the season. Yeah, it and, and had and had scored seven on the season total. So I said, this is this is about as Atletico Madrid as you can get. I mean, it, it's gonna be <laughs> a tight one. I mean, we albeit we played we played very well. We played very, we play, we played very, very well. It's unfortunate because, like I said, I mean, I sound like I'm being, you know, very smart saying like, oh, I knew it was going to end in a tie. But honestly, I mean, we'd have, we had every opportunity, obviously, um, you know, to win the game outright. We, we definitely should have. But I mean, um, the fact that it ended 0-0, I mean, that's just the kind of luck of the draw that it is. And um, am very unfortunate for us because we played so, so, so well. And I mean, the crowd is really animated and really into it as well. I mean, inside the stadium, I mean, they were calling for the ref's head. <laughs>
0: <Definitely>. <laughs> yes. Calm for the rest head. Well, there, there definitely was, um, you know, there were, I think at this point, I don't think any of us really understand what the handball rule is anymore. Um, and certainly it's, it's bizarre when well. one week you see a team that you see a, a play where it's, it's essentially what, we would have said is ball to hand, but the hand was in sort of an unnatural position and the referee calls it a penalty. And then the next week there's the same thing and the referee doesn't call it a penalty. And, you know, I just, I, there's, and it's not just in La Liga, I think everywhere. there's just this with, with um, VAR, we seem to have magnified uh, so everybody can see what's happening and going on, but there's just no consistency. And I think that, that, you know, it was clearly a, a penalty that was missed, and but but other than that, just the I think the um, goalkeeper for Bill Bowes, just had a great game. Um, yes,
1: yes, I mean absolutely. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: you know, we came out right out of the gates firing for sure, and really got the crowd into it. I mean, they they were definitely playing very very well, especially on the wings. I mean, I think they were playing down the left wing. I mean, I'm trying to think of it from where my vantage point was. Because they were on my, it was my left wing, if I was looking on it, so they're playing down there really, really well. Very, a lot of, a lot of passing through that wing, coming down that side, and I mean, you know, definitely they're, they um, they were, de- their play was definitely to cross a lot of balls in from that side. I mean, they were getting a lot of crosses in, sometimes lucky, sometimes not. But like you said, the keeper was just absolutely on point for a lot of the game. Um, very, very unfortunate though. Obviously, just trying to recollect re- my thoughts from the game, but I mean, I think. Puisse was playing very, very well, made a lot of lot of really, really good tackles in front of the front four. I mean, yeah. I was just commenting with a friend of mine how well he was doing, how he'd really, really settled in now. I mean, still sometimes it's off moments, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, since the very first game I saw, he's pretty much gotten consistently better, and I think this was definitely, like, a pretty decent game by him by far. Um, yes, I think so. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think as well is that he kind of made all the changes that I, I definitely – Myself was thinking while I was in the stadium, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, all three changes pretty much have to be Anteveros, Baca, and um, Chilquezi. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. This isn't the type of game where you're probably going to bring Chigueros Ch- Ch- in or something like that. Um, yeah, I put them all, all in 60th, 60, 60, 70th minute. I mean, Chilquezi provided a spark immediately. Um, you know, that one to Cazola, which Cozzola, the really, really nice play where he hit him down the wing from the keeper yeah, and then hit Cazola so. in the center. Oh. Ah. To see yeah. that from my vantage point, I mean, it's just so beautiful. Everyone was, was really hyping up for it. They're like, this could be it. Put a really nice ball into Cazola to find him. And then, yeah, it's just a little bit over the bar, but that, I mean, that's pretty much exactly the type of play yeah. you, you put him in for to make that type of stuff, make that type of run and put it into one of your best, one of your best players. So, I mean, it, like I said, just really, really unfortunate. The other one, which I was really, um, obviously really unfortunate as well was the, the strike in front of goal from More- Gerard Moreno. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, to see that, I mean, everyone, everyone thought that was it. Definitely. Everyone definitely thought that was it right there. And I mean, I understand, you know, I could definitely see that it was very tough for him to put it anywhere else than what he put it. I mean, he was just trying his best to make make the contact and get it on the goal, which in yeah. and of itself is very, very, very yeah, tough. I, was, I
0: mean, I was actually amazed watching the replay of it. And, well, watching it at the time and then watching the replay again, it's like, the the body control to just get that ball to be able to to smack it somewhere, um, yes, was, was really in, impressive. And yeah. you know, again, credit to the goalkeeper. You know, he did what he needed to do, which was make himself big. Um, yes.
1: And, <laughs> so and, some uh, would call it luck. The keeper would call it great position.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're beaten as a keeper, or when you're in a position like that, that's all you can do: make yourself big and you know try and. Try and hope that the ball hits you somewhere, preferably not in your face. But, but, but you know, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I mean
1: that that one. Like I said, a lot of people in the stadium would have. A lot of people were obviously rightly like, "Oh man, I mean, if it's not, if we can't, if you know, if you're not gonna hit that one, I mean, maybe it's just gonna be that type of day where it hits the draw." But I mean, I think like upon second look, you could definitely see it was such a tough, tough strike to make. And you know the mm-hmm. talent that he has to have to even be able to put that anywhere definitely I mean says a lot about him and I, sometimes you know just like if you want to say it's luck it's luck or it's great positioning either way I mean just wasn't to be yeah. but I think another good thing to see is that I mean in, in Yaki Williams I mean wow um he he is just going to be a fantastic player that they will probably sell away for I don't know what his release clause is in the hundreds of millions for sure but I mean the fact that we pretty much neutralized him most of the game I mean, yep. he still had his chances on the wings and things like that. But for the most part, I mean, we did a really, really good job. And, you know, you could see in the stadium his runs. I mean, it's so great to be able to see a game in which you can see them off the ball, off the camera. Mm-hmm. Their runs that they're making, their different types of things to put defenders on. All- off of themselves and i mean he he is he's definitely um a talent for sure and i think it says a lot about the defense to be able to neutralize him especially albiol somebody like albiol i mean not the quickest guy everybody knows that but to see his positioning as well i mean when Bill Bow were taking a lot of um a lot of the heat down to us in the second half um or even before the whistle in the first half i mean um you know to see albiol's positioning on a lot of the crosses they were putting in I mean, some of them outright. Bilbao just missed a couple chances, definitely on headers. But for the most part, I mean, Albiol's positioning has always been such a great thing about him. And To be able to see that, I mean, he caught a lot of balls that, if it had not been for him, I mean, it definitely would have been so much more dangerous. So that yeah. was really cool to see as well. I think.
0: Yeah, it was actually interesting. Um, when I was writing the preview for the for the match, I was, you know, just I was just kept looking at it and thinking, boy, you know, we. We really between Inyaki and, um, and Munyain, who is just a, a really um, can be a really clever player and a really hard guy to stop. It's like you know we, we don't match up well against Bilbao because they've got a really good back line as was you know just the nine yeah. goals. And then you've got this, all this speed up front. And I thought we did a great job, as you said, of neutralizing there. I mean, I almost forgot Munain was on the pitch. He, he, he was really, um, he, he was really quiet. Um, in Yaki, you could, as you said, you saw times where, where he, you saw flashes of what he could do, but we kept him under control pretty well. So all of that was great. I think the only problem from our standpoint was that, yeah, I mean, the Bilbao, um, defense played as well as, Yes. Like that, up? That's another thing.
1: Yeah, so I think I think any other team that kind of, that performance that we put any other team um would have absolutely folded, definitely, because um, we, we were hitting them in all the places left left side right flank. I mean down the center we were playing some really nice football as well. Um through Casolo when we would put it into the middle to him, obviously great creator. But mm-hmm. I mean I think definitely seeing it um live, any other team would have definitely have have given up a lot more opportunities. But credit to their back line. I mean, they've definitely held firm every cross. I mean, in that period, you know, a little bit before the half, but I mean, we should have scored probably five or six minutes before the half. when we were really, really prying the pressure on, we must've had, what, what do you say? Two or three opportunities on goal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that was the period where it would have been really, really nice to score. And I was hoping it was coming, but every cross we threw in their back line was dealing with, you know, I mean, not even, not even really letting it get to the point where we had a shot on. Them. I mean, they were just heading the ball out, clearing the ball out really well. I mean, so they held firm and I mean, that's. That's exactly, I think, what probably their game plan was yeah. and always is. I mean, that's the, the whole reason, like I said, nine goals given up, seven goals scored on the season. I mean, not a huge scoring team, but also not going to give up a lot of goals. So, I mean, they, I think they know what they do so well, and they were definitely trying to hit us a lot on the counterattack, down the wings, definitely using Inaki and his speed. But, like I said, full credit to us for, for neutralizing it as, as well. So, mm-hmm. um you know, I mean, overall, I mean, a draw against, I would say, a top six or seven team in the league is definitely nothing to be ashamed about. Obviously, it was at home, and the way we played probably would have read into something a little bit better, hopefully that 1-0 win or maybe even 2-0. But asking that, asking that against a team that really doesn't give up goals, I mean, 10, 12 of 13 games in, nine goals given up, and that's less than a goal a game. So um, it was always going to be a tough ask. Um, you know, definitely, I think, we need to get back on it against Mallorca this weekend and, and get a win out of that as well. I mean, um, you know, it's Mallorca isn't exactly even more than halfway up the table, barely out of the relegation zone, I believe. So, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. the thing, the thing that's going to be difficult, I think with that match is, is the fact that Mallorca, <laughs> it's going to be the Mallorca fan base because they still yeah. hate Villarreal for, you know, for UEFA bouncing Mallorca out of the Europa League and replacing them with us years ago. And so it's, it's not going to be a fun place to play. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we need to, I, well, that's our last match before the next international break. So I think, um, kind of if we can picking up a win there would be great. And then, um, taking a break for, well, we've got four players who, on the Spanish team and a couple of others for Cameroon, so there'll be a bunch of our guys will be in action. But for the team as a whole, it'll be kind of a, a point to sort of re- look, sit back and reflect on things. I think, but it's it's an yeah, Liga. so we'll see what you know. The, no, the, I
1: mean, I think I think that what I love about the league right now is is like a lot of people have said how close it is. I mean, and, and that is you could definitely make the argument that it, it's it's more so the top three teams not playing up to their usual standard than really it being every every other team being a lot better. You could make that argument, but full credit to each and every other team that have won their games and have kept now the league close and have capitalized on Barcelona and Real Madrid and even Atletico not exactly playing up to their usual standard of already hitting the the 27-point mark almost halfway through, the, you know, a quarter of the way through the season. And right. so, um, you know, full credit to every other team. And I think that's to even, you know, I, I was noticing something like I think that you wrote about as well um, in each and every article about Celta. I mean, talent, talented team. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. quite crazy that quite crazy that they um you know they're they're sitting in the relegation zone and they just can't get it together. I mean, that's basically us last season. Super you know very talented team shouldn't be there, but here they are. I mean, so every time you think oh we should win that game or yeah we should have gotten a result um. Definitely against against Ibar. I mean, that was the one that was, you know, obviously very disappointing to me as well. And every mm. time I think about it, I'm like, you know what? To be in this position, I mean, when we could very, very easily be just like Celta is now, I mean, I'll take that any day. I'll take that yeah. definitely any day. And even even Espanol. I mean, I'm watching Espanol's results in the Europa League, and I'm thinking, how are you pulling off, you know, almost top of the table in Europe, your Europa League group, and yet you're floundering in the relegation zone? I mean, it's just yeah, it's it quite good. crazy.
0: Yeah, in fact, somebody posted today, and I was just looking at this while you were, and you, as you mentioned Espanol, but they, um, they said, you know, which, which La Liga team has the most wins in competitive football this, you know, this season? And it's, it's Espanol, if you count all the ones that, because they, they had to go through qualifying in the Europa League, right? Yeah. But they've won, uh, eight matches against European competition, and they've won, what, two in, uh, in La Liga? Yeah, so, um. Well, you know, somebody suggests. I guess I think Robin made made the point that last year, you know, we when you when you think back on last year's team, here we were in the relegation zone or very close to it most all of the season, and everybody was going, you know, all this existential angst and everything. And when we you look at how we did in the Europa League, and I mean, we eliminated um, Zenit, who were playing in the in the Champions League. I mean, you know, we, we made it through our group. We, we, um, defeated Sporting Lisbon. We defeated Zenit. I mean, sometimes I, th- and his, he said, you know, it just seemed like when we, when we went to play in Europe, we, that pressure of the league was office. So we could, we could actually play our best. And, you know, maybe something like that is, is happening with Espanol too. I don't, I don't know. Um, but they've certainly, um, had a pretty uh successful time of it in their in their Europa League group so far um meanwhile you know in the league they've they've not done very much at all, so yeah that's yeah.
1: Like what, pretty much what I mentioned I mean, right before the international break I mean it'd be really nice to get this win yep. um you know and pop us up you know if hopefully a couple other teams draw or lose and we'll be right back up to I mean sixth or fifth place and I mean going into the second international international break I mean I would be very happy with that like I said. Definitely a case to be made that there's so many games that we should have taken more points out of. But, I mean, I think at this point in the season to be fighting for Europe European spots and only being three points off or something like that, if we win uh, to, you know, this weekend, we'll only be three or four points off. I mean, the top spot in the league or two or three points off the European spots. I mean, I, that that is completely fine with me. So much to fight for. We'll definitely have the players understanding that this is a season that something can be won. Whether it's your, you know, Europa League spot, Champions League spot, who knows? Sky's the limit. As long as Barcelona and Real Madrid keep dropping points, um, I mean, that, that's how I feel. I mean, I think it's great for them, great for the players to know that it's not all for naught. I mean, there's definitely something to be fought for here, and you, you know, I take don't take that for granted because I think we could, like I said, very easily be Celta's position or or anybody else's. You know, such a great, talented team, but for whatever reason, they just can't put it together.
0: Yeah. Well, they've got a new coach. We'll see how, we'll see how he does. I think that looking at, looking at it, it could be a really, a really shrewd, um, signing of him because I think he's a, he's a kind of coach that offensively they probably, they probably need somebody that, that can get, um, get a little more offensive passion going than, than Um, but we'll see, you know, it's on the other hand, he hasn't been coaching in a year and a half either. And he hasn't exactly set the world aflame when he has been coached. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. But anyway, thanks for your time. You're gonna be you're gonna be in you're gonna be heading back stateside soon, right?
1: Yes, Wednesday I will be back. I'll have uh, okay. the beautiful joy of taking a three-hour train ride to Barcelona, then flying from Barcelona, stopping in Lisbon, having a four-hour layover in Lisbon, and then I will get home at about 9 p.m. at night. So. Uh, um, yeah. Should be should be great. It should be a fun day of travel. But, you know, I mean obviously I uh, I will miss the city dearly. Um, I will also miss being so close to the team as well. Um, it'll be it'll be, you know, just like anybody else, I'll be a fan from afar now and always follow them and wish them the best. But I mean it's been absolutely awesome to see how the team functions. I mean, and like you know, just everything you write about them, about them being a small market team that has the dreams and passion to be something bigger, um as big as any other big club in the league. I mean, to be able to see that first hand is definitely been a gift uh, that i'll cherish for a long time so i will be back and then we can we can continue this beautiful podcast
0: that sounds great well we we wish you a safe trip back and uh do say you know do say hello to anybody i've forgotten in the real that uh that knows us and uh, <laughs> best wishes for us for a safe trip back and best wishes to the team for three points on sunday morning so <laughs> definitely 3 a.m. here Sunday morning. I hastened to oh. point.
1: Oh yes, I forgot it's an early
0: <laughs> oh, I, game. Oh gosh, early kickoff. Uh, early kickoff another another Tabas special. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thanks very much. It's been it's been a joy talking to you. And you know, go enjoy some pie. Uh, well, it's not the right time of day for that for you there, but oh, go It could be the time tomorrow.
1: of day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. All right, all right. Talk soon, Alan, dude. Thank you for uh, thank you
0: for having me. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, sounds great.